Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for February 16. My name is John Mason. Thank you for joining us. The voices around Valentine's Day were saying, Love is everywhere. It's a wonderful thought, but is it true? Where there is disagreement today, we find hostility, bitterness and anger. No genuine, thoughtful conversation exploring points of difference is welcome. If someone disagrees, they're considered an enemy. It's not without significance that Jesus taught in his Sermon on the Plain, but I say to you that here, love your enemies. We find this in Luke chapter 6 and verse 27. Luke chapter 6 verses 27 to 36. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you, and from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Moses had commanded, Love your neighbour. In Jesus' day, the Jewish leaders had narrowed the application of neighbour to refer to people with similar religious views. It did not include enemies. But Jesus went further and said that his followers cannot be selective about whom they love. To love one's enemies means loving those who oppose, mock or persecute us. It's a call not to retaliate in kind, for that only exacerbates the issue. Rather, we are to pray and do good. This was a real challenge for Jesus' hearers in Roman-occupied Judea. It's a challenge for us today. Love distills the essence of Jesus' ethic. Significantly, this love is not simply brotherly love, romantic love, or even natural affection, but rather the kind of love that God practices, a love that chooses to love those unworthy of love, even enemies. The original language uses a rare Greek word, agape. Jesus explains what agape love looks like. Pray for those who abuse you. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who persecute you, he says in verse 28. Love calls for practical action. The kind of love of which Jesus speaks means praying for the persecutors, even the unjust and violent. Doing good means being willing to forego personal rights, being prepared to be vulnerable and go the extra mile. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, Jesus continues, offer the other cheek as well. The image 
is of a slap across the face with the back of the hand, a humiliating action. It's an abuse of power. But Jesus is saying, true neighbor love is the willingness to forgive and not retaliate, to offer support and even minister to the persecutors. Such love may mean understanding what may lie behind someone's aggressive anger, for it may be a genuine personal injury. Revenge is not on. A similar point is made with Jesus' reference to cloak or coat. The illustration here carries the idea of theft. But the response is the same. Again, revenge is excluded. Forgiveness and vulnerability are called for when dealing with personal injustice and religious persecution. Now we need to understand that Jesus is not referring here to governments. One of the tasks of good governments is to protect its people, which may, in extreme circumstances, involve taking up arms. But this is not what Jesus is speaking about here. Luke tells us in chapter 6 and verse 20 that while vast crowds are present, Jesus' words are carefully and deliberately directed to his followers, his people, in their personal relationships. And so in verse 30, he tells us that the self-giving nature of love he is talking about also demands a response of assisting the destitute. The reference to begging here is not so much to beggars on the street, but to people who are genuinely in need. Love requires unexpected generosity, and he tells us such love doesn't expect anything in return. Now I need to stress that Jesus expects us to act with godly wisdom in the way we express our love in practice. Such are the needs of the world that if we gave to every needy person around us, we ourselves would become destitute, homeless, needing others to provide for us. It's important we understand that Jesus is laying out principles to frame the attitudes and actions for anyone who says they are a follower of his. With that, he sets out what has become known as the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do to you. That is, treat others as you would want them to treat you. Jesus' words here are positive and proactive. They are based on the principle of the Old Testament command that we find in Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18. You must love your neighbor as yourself. In Luke chapter 10, we learn through Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan what the practice of neighbor love looks like. It means caring for anyone we come across who is in need and whom we have the power to help. Jesus doesn't expect us to act if we don't have the resources to do so. He was laying then the foundation for a new social order that over time has provided a framework for justice tempered by mercy and forgiveness, in marriage and family, in constitutions and laws, protecting the rights of citizens and reversing many evils in society. Jesus' definition and practice of the law of love radically reverses the way we relate to one another. And this reversal is grounded in the character of God and His nature of love. Love your enemies, do good and lend, 
Jesus says, expect nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. In John Stott's last book, The Radical Disciple, he referenced a Hindu professor who, identifying one of his students as a Christian, once said, If you Christians lived like Jesus Christ, India would be at your feet tomorrow. So let me pray. Grant us, Lord, we pray, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, so that we who cannot do anything that is good without you may in your strength be able to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Father's love for us, how vast beyond all measure, that He should give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure. How great the pain of searing loss, the Father turns His face away. sons to glory. Why should I gain from his reward?
a prayer for peace. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all men and women, and banish from them the spirit that makes for war, so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for those in need. Almighty Father, we commend to your goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed, especially those who are known to us. May it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. John Mason is the speaker and writer of today's podcast. Prayers are from an Australian prayer book, 1978, and the opening and concluding music is from St Andrew's Cathedral, Sydney. The hymn, How Deep the Father's Love for Us, is sung by the Chamber Choir of the Cathedral under the direction of Ross Cobb. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can find Keith and Kristen Getty's Compassion Hymn on YouTube.